Or you can just 3D print your own cover. Hey, my, my printer is back up and running. It would take a lot of chunks with that fellow, though. It, it would. It would. And I'm not sure I want to print evil incarnate out of my fucking 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> then your printer will come alive. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We're the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding and rebooting movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we chanted the words from the Book of the Dead, and we watched Evil Dead. Or The Evil Dead, depending on how proper you are. Not at all. So, I realized as I was watching this that Evil Dead 2 is the movie that I remember more of. Likewise, Evil Dead Two is my jam. That is my favorite out of this setting, or out of the out of the the the, tri- the original trilogy. I went into this thinking I remembered Evil Dead, and yeah. I did not. Well, I mean, I remember <laughs> bits and pieces of this, but like the things that I was remembering was not in this movie. Yeah, it's it's ironic. It was it was more serious of a movie than Evil Dead Two, which I was not expecting. Oh yeah, Evil Dead. Like I love the entire series, and Evil Dead is is has one like a place in my 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 heart for movies oh completely like i i don't have a lot of horror films but this this series does just because of the the steps that each subsequent entry in the series takes to be from being this like serious but totally uh what's the word i I should have I should have written down what I was what I was thinking about this when I was watching it. It's it's a serious horror film, but it's absurd <laughs> with some things. Yeah. So I can tell you what I was thinking about while watching this movie, and that is, I don't know whether or not this was a women empowerment movie where they're killing men, or a women standard misogynistic hurt women type movie. I guess everybody's getting hurt, but it seems like all the women turned into the the deadites. First. First, yeah, I, I caught that too. I didn't realize how quickly they turned and how quickly it was just guys against girls. And I, I guess it wouldn't have been so noticeable had there not been three girls and two guys. But <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was interesting to see that that viewpoint walking into it this time around. I was like sitting there, I was like, man, these women are beating up on these guys a lot. Wait a minute, <laughs> Scott deserves it. They're also getting chopped. They're also getting chopped apart. I don't understand. <laughs> It's a horror movie. This is what's supposed to happen. Yes, yes. And I want to watch this thinking I'm just coming in blind and watching this movie by itself. But I also have this other part of my brain that knows everything down the storyline and where everything goes Mm -hmm. and the background of how this movie got made. So then I also have that interrupting Mm -hmm. me. And it's know. it's even harder, like like we were saying with Evil Dead Two, because I mean, let's admit that's just a remake. It's a remake of Evil Dead One yeah. because they had a studio budget. It's it's hard. Is there a portal in Evil Dead Two? Yes. yes, and he, it's at the end of the movie. Okay, you, I mean, there's differences in Evil Dead Two. There's a portal at the end that leads to three. On top of that, you actually get to see the demon as well too, instead of just you know having the camera be the demon throughout the first movie. It, it changes things because of the studio budget, but it doesn't change the heart of the film, and that's why Two is so loved, and Army of Darkness is so loved, and the original Evil Dead is so loved because along the way nothing really changed it's the same damn style of movie even though the first one's more serious than the rest 
it's still goofy as shit when it gets to those points. So it's it's consistent. It's extremely consistent. You say that the portal's at the end of two. That's all I remember about two. It means I watched the entire movie, and I can't tell you a damn thing about it. That's how close Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are similar. I swear that that was at the start of the movie. I wonder if I fell asleep. So the original Evil Dead had a $350,000 budget. Actually, it was $90,000. It was $350,000 with post and everything else added into it, but it was $90,000 for the filming itself. Yeah, which is crazy to think about because I've seen movies that have only had a million dollar budget that look shittier than this yep <laughs> it is oh, yeah. insane that was the, that was my first note it was just like oh my god this this is like the first of the found footage videos yes remember yes. scorpion no King? we don't talk about that yeah, yeah. what movie are you talking about uh we're talking about that in comparison special effects in comparison to ninety thousand dollars if you fit <laughs> stick within your budget and you know what you can do you stick within what you can do, you're going to have a pretty uh, decent movie. And that's what he kind of did here. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was very creative in the ways that he solved a lot of the problems of not having the cash. I mean, in, instead of being able to afford a steady cam, he made a shaky cam. And man, does that thing do a lot of cool stuff in this movie. I'm wondering if that's the first use of shaky cam because we have him to thank for a lot of bullshit in the modern day movies where it's just jostle camera so we don't actually have to do anything. And uh, I end up feeling nauseous by the end of the movie because the whole thing's just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I felt it was steadier than this. I feel like the, the joke is that it's a shaky cam, but it's actually a pretty damn steady camera shot for the most part when it's, when it's like the demon going through the woods and stuff. I, I was curious enough to actually search it for the first time and found out that what he did was he actually bolted the camera to a board of wood. And mm-hmm. then basically him and another guy just ran through the woods, each holding onto a half of a board. I mean, that's fucking cool. Wait. That is creative. Interesting. Yeah, and then for other shots, he'd have a, a T-bar on the end of the on the camera board, so we could smash the window and put the camera through the window at the same time. Like, there's just so many cool, cool inventive things that were done for this film. It's freaking sweet. That poor cabin sure got its uh, share of beaten up. Yeah, yeah that, was, it, uh, that was definitely a cabin. It sure did. Before we get too carried away, I just wanted to... Rope it back to our histories with this movie franchise, I guess. High school, for me. That was the first time I watched this movie. It was in high school with my theater friends. We watched, gotcha, gotcha. We watched the entire series. I remember it was probably freshman year or sophomore year i rented evil dead one and two and it was the most confusing moment switching out the uh evil dead for evil dead two <laughs> thinking to myself what the hell am i watching the same movie like i, I legitimately <laughs> thought there was something wrong i was confused as hell <laughs> but oh man the, just all the added stuff the, the 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 plate crashing scenes and all that crazy junk just oh it 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 grew on me pretty quick. This this was one of my favorite franchises from from that first viewing. <laughs> As is with everyone else, I started watching the series, starting, of course, with Army of Darkness in high school, and then later wrapped back around to the Evil Dead movies. Some people were just like, no, we still want silly stuff, and that's what two mm-hmm. was good for. One, everyone basically wanted to skip over because it wasn't funny. But it, I mean, it is. At all. There's it, it, some is. New, it is. There's I think some it's... nuanced comedy in there. Sure. Oh, for sure, sure. I just think it's before the established pop culture icons that that everyone knows and loves of Ash saying things like groovy and things like that and like having this like personification of Ash Williams mm-hmm. versus in this movie you're really, he's really just kind of a normal guy. <laughs> so... I think that's the general difference I could I could at least imagine because he doesn't really grow into the character everybody thinks of until the second movie onward. But yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I had only seen Army of Darkness. I thought I remember enjoying that uh, back 
back in your high school times. Circle back to, I have no idea, forgot which one. It was probably Evil Dead 2, and apparently forgot the entirety of the movie apart from a portal where I said, well, this is kind of stupid, and turned it off. Which is weird, because that means I turned it off at the end of the movie and said, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, couldn't stick it out. See, now I think you would turn it off at the point where his hand starts fighting himself. Yeah, he starts smashing dishes over his head. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's kind of... I was still into that kind of humor at that time. And then it went into... I went back and watched uh, Army of Darkness, and uh, man, that did not hold up for me at all. That was... Hey, 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 hey. We're not reviewing that movie. I I know we aren't. (sighs) Yeah. However, that's the one I have the most experience with. I, I guess that's all I'll say about that movie is it's uh, definitely light years in the type of comedy that this movie is. Like this movie's definitely got the same kind of comedy, but it's a lot more like Dan was saying, nuanced. Yes, and and I think that that makes it makes me feel weird because I feel like I'm in my own entire separate camp as, as an Evil Dead fan. fan. I, I don't personally care for Army of Darkness. I love the setting. I love. It's a yeah, fine enough I mean, film. It's just for me, it's it's my least favorite of the trilogy. I'm in the same boat. And almost thank you. You're you're one of the only people I've ever met that's got that same mentality. Everyone else I know who loves Evil Dead series, Army of Darkness, Army of Darkness, all the way. Like that is their favorite film. I, I don't know. It's it's a good movie. Man, it's definitely it's got some cool quotes like you know shop smart, s smart, and it's a different movie. It's got the most uh, the Nictu Kladu. I don't know. I just got I just summoned a dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I mean, Blatu, it's got some Verata, of the some very sure. I mean, whatever we said last ep, uh, cast when it was in whatever was it in that last movie? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Shopping mall, shopping mall. Anyway, uh, Army of Darkness. It took the camp to such a different level that it's a bit much in the way of camp. But this movie, a lot less camp, but there's still some camp to it, and it's kind of got to be expected when you're only working with ninety thousand dollars i am sad that my book of the dead version of this film no longer screams when i open it oh man battery war oh i remember seeing the book of the dead version of it back at like oh man mega media 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 play media play wow (laughs) yep i remember looking at that constantly and always wishing i could get it but i just never got around to it before all the media places started shutting down and never really shelled out the copy. The rubber is falling apart as well, so the the face isn't looking too good. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm envious, Joe. That's that's always been one of the things I wish I would have picked up. Hey, you could get a new one for 40 bucks on eBay. That's too much. On not eBay, Amazon. That's worth it. Swap it out, toss Blu-ray in, and call it a day. So, trailer next? That's a, it's a rough one. I did not care for the trailer nope. at all, to be perfectly honest. In fact, you might you might say I hated the trailer. Whoa. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I think it's just a regular trailer for a regular horror drive-in style movie yeah it's it doesn't stand out as anything special it's yeah. of of the last few trailers it is the weakest to be honest they certainly did what they could with the money which is cut out a couple of scenes and uh put it in there and hopefully uh draw in some people who are into low budget horror movies well if they didn't spend so much money on caro syrup they would have had some funds left over <laughs> caro syrup and coffee <laughs> mm, coffee that is one thing i noticed with this movie the blood had no staying power and you'd think if they're making it with uh caro syrup that it would just be sticking to everything that you'd think like ash and the evil dead sort of head to toe blood all the time he um, was at the very end yeah, yeah but yeah. all all the other scenes where he's just got the blood spewing all over himself and then it's just like the uh rivlets of blood that are left because he's somehow blood retardant well 
I don't know how to say it, but like, you know, like, yeah, blood retardant. I was going to say like hydrophobic <laughs> molecules, how like it kind of beads up. He's made Teflon. Hemophobic. <laughs> it's like got the bunches and it just kind of drips down and it's like, that's, yeah. Anyway, I do enjoy that even though he had no blood on his face at the time, he still took the time to wipe his face off of the blood to make it so, in the movie at least, it made sense for him not to have blood on it. Yeah. And that is something I enjoyed about this movie. Oh, there's so much to enjoy. So much. Is there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, does anyone want to summarize and or pitch the film? All right. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, so so uh, horror movies. Um, I, I kind of want to do this thing. Uh, my buddy and I have had this idea for, for a... A non-conventional take on a horror film, if you will. Uh, you know, you know, like *Night of the Living Dead*. Uh, you know, some, some some classics like that, right? Mm-hmm. What, sure. What if what if what if the zombies weren't dumb and just like walking around shambling? And what if what if they're actually scary and like possessed zombies almost to the point where they're trying to kill you, and the only way to kill them is dismembering every piece of their body? Okay. Like, like isn't that a little bit more scary than than conventional zombies? I mean, I mean, I mean, it it, it sounds in theory it sounds scarier. How how are you gonna do it? Yeah. Well, that, 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 that's the thing. We we don't really have a lot to work with, so I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a little... Uh, we're we're going to do the best we can with what we have, but um, I, I think we could keep costs down if we keep it all centralized to maybe one location. I'm thinking I'm thinking a cabin in the woods scenario. Bunch of bunch of teenagers, college, whatever. They go out to they they go out to a cabin and they they find something in the cabin um, that that I, I don't know. It, uh, it it relates back to a book of the dead. And and by stumbling upon this, they they stumble upon a way to basically, or the incantations in the book come out somehow, and uh, uh, you know, that's that's what I got, I guess. <laughs> but we're gonna flush it out. We're gonna flush it out. Okay. Then, so how much money do you want for this? Oh, uh, it's not how much money I want. It's how much can you give? Because uh, right now I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I don't have much. Oh, man, uh, budget's, budget's kind of tight this year. Uh, can you? Yeah, can you it's do pretty like, tight. Like a hundred k. I, I yes, <laughs> yes, yes, we can. <laughs> so we're guys, 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 guys. We're, yep, yep, yep. Huddle, yes, huddle, yes, huddle. yes, yes. We're yes. taking bets at how quickly this tanks, right? <laughs> okay, okay. I give it okay, three good, weeks. Good, 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 good. So yeah, yeah, hundred, hundred k. We'll give you a hundred k. That 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 is yeah. amazing. Thank you guys. That, that that should be plenty to do everything we're thinking about doing. Um, oh, this okay. I gotta I probably have to cut that. I have to cut. That, but but no, we can make this work. We can absolutely make this work. I, Thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. 39 years later, sure. still hasn't tanked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, that's, I lost. and that's really the segue into just how important this movie was. It changed a lot of shit. It came out of freaking nowhere, and it changed conventional horror in a way, and it made waves. I mean, this movie is fantastic. It is so different than what was out prior to this. I mean, we talked about Alien kind of functioning the same way, coming out and turning sci-fi from schlock into that type of horror that it turned out to be, and that suspense. This was for horror kind of like a whole new direction that it hadn't been previously brought down before. Not to mention, like you guys said, I mean, it, it was very, very, very low-funded for the kind of incredible and inventive and ingenious ways that they pulled things off. And, and when you look at it, yeah, when the vines are whipping around, you can sometimes see uh, cables. Oh yeah, and, and the claymation uh, at the holding end, holding the vines up, things like that, and the claymation at the end, and the makeup on, uh, you know, like just basically uh, you got blue yeah. makeup with some super crazy eyeshadow going on, mm-hmm. and you have that. Yeah. However, despite that level of camp, that level of uh, 
you can't really help it at this budget, you still get a level of suspense. This movie still affords suspense. Oh, so much. Like, there were so many times where I felt the wind-up for a scare, and the timing is just so right that I, I let my guard down a little bit, and I, I jumped a couple of times. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm in the same boat. Like, I, I feel so stupid admitting this, but I, I jumped at two scenes in the movie, and I wasn't expecting that, because you go into Evil Dead, and you've seen all the other Evil Dead movies, it's like, you know what you're expecting. You, you know what you're going to see, but, I mean, there's two. I can't remember the second one, but I remember the first, at least, is when she's jingling with the keys, going crazy, and all of a sudden, boom, Ash's hands on her hands, pulling her in at the front door. Like, I... I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. I guess from my memory, have not seen the movie for a while. I thought she just fumbled around, found the right key, and got it in the last second. But with the door just being open and Ash grabbing her hands quick, that that was a good jump. Yeah. yeah. There, was, there was a lot of good stuff like that. It's Honestly, this film was a masterclass in what to do when you don't have anything. <laughs> it, it has no right being as good as it is for how much money he had. It, it definitely <laughs> uh, shows the strength of a strong write, writer and director. Yes, yes. And there's so many good scenes in this film that still stick out to me. But I think for me, the biggest scene hands down of the entire film is you start off all goofy, you know, Ash being being kind of goofy with the map and everything on the drive up, almost get hit by a truck. Oh, no. And then all of a sudden audio cuts completely. With Ashley's car driving through the woods, slow as hell, through the woods, through that path up to the threshold of the cabin, I I don't know why I love that scene so much. It's just that that scene is incredible. It just sucks all the air out and it's just it, it just tunnel visions right into that point. Makes you wonder if they had some ideas for audio and they're and they're going through the editing. They're like, no, this just isn't working. Let's take the audio out. And that's that's just it. There's it's possible because like there's so many things that are non-conventional with this. It's not over the top fanfare music represents something happening or like something coming down the way and. Well, there's there, there there's is no some of that music in at all for sure. Like the only know, music it's just, it's is Shelly or not Shelly, who's Scotty's Scotty's girl was her sing. Uh, I didn't write uh, her name. Her singing in the car, like who sings in the car now? Like <laughs> Me? people like that. Like who 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 would get get in their car and go for a drive for a while and just start singing with their friends, with their friends in the car? Yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just pull out your phone, put on an app and put on some put on the exact song that you want to hear. You don't have to wait through commercials and have to wait 4 hours to hear the song that you're expecting. That's if it's still still even in radio play. Oh wait, this is 1981, back when they didn't have that. Just sing your favorite song. <laughs> At least it wasn't like Manos, The Hands of Fate, where they just start singing Row 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 Your Boat. <laughs> yeah, for like I, I mean, you got a 10 point. minutes. Are they going to reboot that movie? Yeah, I, hope not. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to try. I don't think I don't think it, I don't think there'd be a, a I don't think there's a, a, a what's the word I want to use an appetite for it. Audience, you don't know, Dan. There's not a ton of people screaming for a uh, Manos reboot, but this time Torgo is the only survivor. Anyway. <laughs> Okay. I have two good points and bad points lists. One is for trying to go in blind, and the other one is for not caring and knowing everything. (laughs) So for on the knowing everything list, I love that Bruce Campbell has like a squeaky tween voice in this movie. (laughs) Yes. And he's got a rather, you know, just whatever dumb young haircut. And it's just like, aw. Yep. Yeah, it, I, there's definitely a few moments you're like, oh, wait, 
this is the moment that they pointed to like that. That's the voice that you need for the rest of this series. But the rest of it, you're like, oh, it's just Bruce Campbell talking like a normal Bruce Campbell. Or maybe even a little bit more of a weenie. If there's a transition in this movie, um, it barely happens, but it, you know, it's basically Ash Williams growing a backbone because he won't do anything at the beginning. And then by the end, he's, you know, begrudgingly hacking people up. Yeah, definitely. We talk about the fact that this poor dude watched his best friend, his best friend's girlfriend, his girlfriend, and his sister all die over the course of eight hours. And yeah, keep the sanity at at his hands. Well, his friend Scott didn't die by his hands. Scott died from tree molestation. Which, yeah, that happened. But that's not in the like section. No. Yeah. I like the basement to the cabin because it reminds me a lot of the only scary basement I've ever been in my entire life, Dance? and that's. One of my friends, his parents' basement is. Well, they live in it's an a mur- old. It's a murder basement. Farmhouse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did that? Ba- <laughs> did the basement seem larger than the upstairs yes. to you? Yes. Yeah. I thought that was a little bit odd. I mean, I know a lot of places in the United States don't have basements in general. Wisconsin being, you know, oh, but this is Ten- one of the. This is Tennessee. You got to think about them tornadoes. Tennessee doesn't have tornadoes. They got mountains. Oh, everywhere's got tornadoes. I don't think Tennessee if you look hard enough. Have- basements <laughs> i'll have to ask google that later if whether or not tennessee has basements but it just it was a very large basement slash probably root cellar at one point mm-hmm. that's why it's got the creepy walls but uh when he first goes when bruce campbell first goes down there and they do the uh pan all around the basement i it was slow grading but also it helped build that tension it, it really did it was a confined enclosed space and just that full 360 like you said it was a little slow but it was so well done and i will say that scott being a real jerk prior to that thing opening up and then going down there and uh not responding to anyone being like yeah i'm still alive it's still okay Mm -hmm. i don't see anything it's dark you know whatever he just is a quiet person waits for somebody to come downstairs and then decides to jump out and say boo or whatever he said made him a real asshole and unlikable and it makes it so uh, weird that he wasn't the first one dead in this movie. Because this one, yeah. the rules. Yeah, they don't follow the, rules the killing. Didn't no, exist don't. prior to this movie. <laughs> uh, the rules may have existed. I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of the old Grindhouse or, movies. Or Sam didn't care. Or Sam didn't care. Just wanted to uh, have three deadite ladies and uh, beaten up on some dudes. I really did not like his friend at all. I mean, not not once did I like the guy. All he did was bitch, complain, and point loaded guns at his friends. <laughs> just. He's a, he's a bad person all around. Yeah, he's not. A, he's definitely not a good person. I'm also an inquisitive person, but I'm not so inquisitive that I'm going to screw around with a book after I find out it's bound in human flesh. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably say we need to call the police. Yeah, right. Ash touched that. and I, I think the, the funny thing is his reaction as it was being spewed from the tape recorder. He just makes kind of a face and leans in close and grabs his girlfriend. It's like, um, <laughs> his hands had just touched flesh, a flesh bound book. They didn't know about soap back in the eighties. Couldn't have gone washed his hands. Where would he have done that? There was no sink. They knew about lava soap. Man. Lava soap. Oh, that's right. That was a thing. Should bring mm-hmm. it back. Pumice. So good. Washing hands as much as we have recently. That'd be a great addition to the uh, hand washing. Just all that extra pumice. <laughs> Oof. I got a little bit maybe too excited about the fact that when Deadites started getting stabbed and stuff, 
that they started spitting up milk, and I'm like, they're robots! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my first thought. I thought Ash or Bishop, Wait, Bishop on the Ash? ground. <laughs> right. Wait, we got Ash, and then we got Ash from uh, Alien, who also spit up milk? But Ash doesn't spit up milk in this. No, not in this, but, you know, same this movie. This is the reverse world. This is the other multiverse universe. Where everyone but Ash spits up milk. Yes. That's a funny, uh, I like that observation. You know, you guys are mentioning um, the humor of this movie, and I, I just wonder how intentional it is that Ash gets stuck underneath bookcases two to three times in this oh movie, my God. and those bookcases They're flimsy are, and you know... Small. They're definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no reason for him to be stuck under them. <laughs> I was laughing my head off the second time it happened. I was just like, are you shitting me? <laughs> He's magnetic for book shelves. I think it that was incredible. That follows him into Evil Dead Two. I think he gets. I think oh, he gets sure trapped into one. I would love to have that be a thing if we could just go back and review how many times he gets thrown into or gets trapped under a bookcase. Like if three that's times. a running gag, I would love that. That's th- it's three times in the first one. In, in this movie, yeah, but through the whole series, I'd love to know. Well, I don't think he gets stuck under any bookshelves in. Army. Evil, Army of Darkness, and I don't believe I've seen him get stuck under any bookshelves in Ash vs. the Evil Dead That's because he's so learned far. to stay away from bookshelves. Uh, <laughs> it's a good lesson. So would you say that bookshelves are more dangerous than Duddites eventually? Yes. Ah, I can see that, I can see that. The most dangerous, Ooh. some might say. No, not that. <laughs> Nobody would say that, that'd be stupid. I would say the visuals outside the cabin... Did a really good job of how claustrophobic the area was, but also just the the cinematography of the camera going around the windows of the cabin. I freaking love that. It's so simple, but it looks so cool and so creepy. This mm-hmm. is really well and done. And it gives space. It does. It really does. All the way up to the point of, you know, her wandering out to try to find the voice. I mean, it, it was so well done to kind of space out and plan out how big the cabin is and where everybody's at. Now that you say that, I wonder uh, if this were to be remade these days, uh, how much a drone camera uh, could really help <laughs> yeah. flesh oh. out those... Uh, oh, sure. Those flyovers. Yeah. You can do so much with a drone. Man, that would be... That, would, that could add some really neat shots to this movie without increasing the cost by an insane amount. Yeah, for sure. So I, I personally didn't have many other things in my like category just because if i did it would just be this over saturated ridiculous list of things for the movie because i i I thoroughly enjoy this film series and i'm not going to be biased (laughs) the only other thing the only other thing that i had in my like category that i had to call out was i thoroughly enjoyed when there wasn't music or when there wasn't any kind of talking going on or action going on it was constant howling and i I freaking love that. <laughs> it was such a nice touch. It, it reminded me of games like Silent Hill 2, things like things like that, where there's just, there's just an ambient noise in the background. You don't know what the hell it really is, but it's just it adds so much to it. And that's how this was. Every single time it stopped, any single time a scene ended, anything, it was just back to that howling sound. That low, constant howling. Like wind howling. Yep. It's an easy uh, sound to get diegetically, and it's also a bit creepy when you add that in and you're inside a cabinet. You're not supposed to be hearing that na- sound. Yeah. So definitely... Uh, it definitely adds to the uh, character of the house. It makes the house into a character where it's a living, it's a breathing house almost. A little bit more uh, creepy. And it definitely bleeding, reminds you bleeding. that there's well, nature out there. It's bleeding. It cut. It bleed. That's not true. I did like some things this time around that I didn't really pay attention to before, which were uh, when people are being chased by the camera stick is, you know, you hear the whole like, whoa. Yes. sound when it's yes. chasing but then when they do reverse angle 
it's just the person screaming and fumbling through the forest. There's nothing behind them and it's yep. quiet. So it kind of gives you that, is there something following them or are they just sensing it or is it something invisible to everybody else? It's yeah, interesting. And, and not to get carried away with the sequels, I, I would say that's the one thing that detracts me from Evil Dead 2 is I hate, 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 hate the fact that you actually get to see it in Evil Dead 2. I think it's such a strong element to this film because every other horror film up to that point had been, you know, clear shots of the killer chasing the person. There hadn't been something like this where it's just like, you never see what the hell it is. It's just there. There's something there that's terrifying the shit out of everybody, but they have no idea. You you never get to see it. That was such a strong element of surprise to this film. And one last thing that I'll mention that I really enjoyed, which was, I would say, at the three-quarters point of the film... Ash is pulling Linda out of the cabin by her ankles and the camera is on the floor and it looks like it's being dragged along yep, with them. Yep. So the camera move feels like it's being dragged, the person in frames being dragged and it stops perfectly on a reveal of I believe that sh- is it no, it's Cheryl that's in the basement. Yep. Yeah, I I really appreciated that this time around too. I I, I didn't understand what was happening I didn't really fully register with it probably as it started, but by the time it was midway through to the end, it just felt like such an iconic camera shot (laughs) and it just pulled together so Mm -hmm. freaking well. Yeah. And the over the head overhead shot. There's two of them that are really good. The one that tracks with Ash and every time a board goes by, it goes whoomp, 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 whoomp. Simple, but it's very Mm -hmm. effective. And the other one is, it's an upside down shot of Ash looking at the fireplace, but then he starts backing up. And as he backs up, the camera pans, or sorry, tilts with him till it's an, a normal shot. And it it's just, who not, that doesn't get used very often. So it looked pretty cool and effective for the whole presenting his mental state yeah. kind of vibe. It, it just so. adds so much to that. Yeah, because he didn't do a lot of the extra wide lenses in this movie and shoving the camera up in Ash's face. <laughs> I think that happens a lot more in the second one. Yeah, it does. Especially the scene where he's going crazy and like all the taxidermy animals are starting to like talk to him and scream and shout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And again, that's just that create like just that creative genius with having no money. I mean, that seems to happen so many times when when a movie doesn't have a big budget, but it has the right talent behind it. You sometimes get something so much more special. Now, what about the nitpicky things we didn't like about the Well, we already film? talked about uh, one, the carousel. And, and, and in getting to that point, just how fucking far did she walk away from the cabin? Seriously? <laughs> how far did she walk from the cabin? How far? Why Why was the, the walk from the car to the bridge so long? Yeah, but then yeah, they, yeah. they, I mean, I guess it was, that may have been intentional with the heart of the bridge. The only way I could justify it is I kind of like it because it, it kind of gives a sense that the woods is a character as well and that the woods are kind of playing with people. So it's kind of, it presents that like, are the woods bigger than they actually are? Are, are these like spots that they're in growing? Things like that. Like it, it's almost like it's messing with the characters themselves itself, but I, I don't know. I, I agree. It's like the walk to the bridge was different and then you know she just wandered outside to go yell at something that she thought she heard and next thing you know she's she's (laughs) bolting through woods it's like what the hell who that is already freaked out is gonna go by themselves into the woods and say i hear you come on come on yeah no in a towel or not a towel uh bathrobe a robe 
bathrobe, yeah. Yep. I'm not afraid anymore. In a bathrobe. <laughs> just it doesn't work out. Firing a flamethrower into the woods. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> See, I know I know where you guys are going. Um tree fetish. Yeah. I definitely was not needed for this movie. Someone had said this morning on a cast I was listening to that there was a that a lot of movies back in the day used rape as a reason to show boobs. And it's like we don't need that. We don't need rape as a reason to show boobs. And uh you know what? I agree. We don't need tree rape either as reason to be scared of these things. Just, you know, tree murder even is good enough. Yeah, they could have the tree yeah. the trees could have just snuffed Shelly out and then have her come back as a deadite instead of changing into a deadite in the cabin. It would have made the scene make more sense and it would have provided backing to that, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Versus just having her randomly get raped by a tree in the woods and then come back and then. <laughs> like, it just doesn't... What's the point of drawing that out? I don't know if they were trying to push, like, the the sanity loss aspect. Um, the only thing I could think me. of was, like, they were planting the deadite seed inside them. However, that wasn't necessary for any of the other people in this movie, so mm. it doesn't follow its own laws. But, I mean, that happens a lot. The lady punching through the floorboard of the floor when uh, Ash is about to let her out instead of, you know, uh, punching through the, the trap door, the door yeah. itself the entire time she's down there. I was like, yep, yeah, well. <laughs> oh, my God. Good job, <laughs> I guess. I almost broke out laughing. I got I to gotta tell you guys. So I, I've been reading this article from... Uh, so Sam does regret the scene. After years, he finally actually admitted that he does regret it because it was over the top and it almost cost him the film apparently because it almost gave the film an nc-17 rating so when they made the remake in 2013 considering that film has no cgi there was thought that people were thinking that it wouldn't be included plus also you know the director didn't want to bring it in the scene that pissed off so many people but apparently there's a quote from a producer who asked not so indirectly where's my raping tree Wow. If that doesn't uh, describe Hollywood, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Was was his name Harvey Weinstein? Who knows? Probably. Who knows? That fucking guy. But yeah, it's it, it's good to hear that the director, after making the film, thought about it and realized that maybe it was a little bit too harsh. I'm actually kind of surprised it didn't bump the rating of the film back up. But I can admit openly that I stupidly did not see it as a rape scene the first time Likewise. I watched it. I, did, I, I didn't and see it either. Yeah, it it totally is, though. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> There's no, no missing yeah, it Yeah, no, I, I think even as a teenager and then into my like my adulthood, I, I, I didn't realize that, oh, Vine's pulling her legs open and then a tree branch shooting into her crotch. Yeah, that's, that's not raping. <laughs> but I don't know. That's a methodical killing tree, maybe. <laughs> it's just for trying real hard to kill her, but being real bad at it. Yeah, oh, I wasn't supposed to have sex with her. I was supposed to kill... Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of new at this. I'm sorry, guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. You know what? Airbnbs back in 1981 had such low expectations. <laughs> you know, that place was a dump. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything from that place. Even you know, the freaking ceiling. The ceiling makes my OCD cringe. Like, just... It's so dirty. <laughs> the bathroom, the bathroom the wall is literally sheets of plastic stapled to the wood. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> How about Ash's leg getting all fucking clawed up and then nothing? I mean, he lives. That, yeah. that would have been some serious infection. <laughs> that leg was fucking messed right. up. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, things that just don't 
follow yeah, in this there's, movie there's like that. Like, that shouldn't lost. that have made him a deadite? I don't understand how the uh, change happens because certain people have to get raped by trees. Certain people just need to have a slight cut. I mean, pencil, I don't exactly understand how that. Oh yeah, pencil jammed in their foot, and I was like, well, they don't even have to be uh, like saliva of the beast Unless in them. Was, it just has to be injured there was by them. Four deadites, like deadite souls. And oh, so you're saying that there's not another soul? There wasn't another soul to inhabit. Yeah. But then why would they keep shouting, "Join us, join us"? Maybe they had to read more I mean, passages. I, I don't know. I, to I, I, more I'm out. just throwing that out there. That'd be maybe something that we could use. To I, I no, I'm with you. Become a deadite himself. No, that's possible. That's an interesting take on it because I was wondering the same thing. To be perfectly honest, last night I was wondering. I think it was the scene. By the time it got to the point where he was at the door with arms around his neck, I was like, "What? He's been hit at least like four or five times. Bit, punched, sliced up. Like, why the hell isn't he turning?" So I had the exact uh, same. Because Ash has a con- strong constitution. He rolled high. Uh, that's true. That's true. That's all I got. I'm sure that's the exact reason. I, I think you're onto something with that. <laughs> when they introduced the necklace in the movie. And then do nothing with me, it. Well, they he hooked the book with it in the end. Yeah. Spoilers. But that could have been anything used to do that. I was it it just feels like there should have been like, hey, this was my grandmother's necklace and, and she I'm was a nun or something. Passed down. You know, like there's some history behind it or something, but it's no, it's just necklace a necklace. It it it's a tiny like magnifying glass. Yeah, it, it's something that's different and it's like, well, what's the story behind that? Oh, there is no story behind that. Cool. What's the story behind that? Well, it belonged to my old uncle Wishbone and uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I could. I My could brain see went that. there too. I, I could see that it, it should have had more meaning, but it it had enough meaning. It was the thing that saved the day in the end. Right, it definitely so. uh, helped solidify the who was in what relationship. Yes, for people oh, yes. who yes. have yeah. the ability to pay attention to that stuff. Uh, the, it, it he was in a loving relationship. Felt and like it was going to be a Chekhov's made. gun, but then it wasn't. Yeah. I will say, though, he was... semi-Chekhov's gun. I I will say, though, like, the difference in the relationship between him and his friend, massive, massive differences. But Ashley did pretty damn quick uh, flip the switch to start smacking around his girlfriend and and, and planning to dismember her. Like, it was pretty damn quick. Planning to. Then he (laughs) chains her to the table and uh, picks up the chainsaw, and he can't do it. I just started laughing, though, when she turned and, like, Without even skipping a beat, he just starts smacking the shit out of her. It's just like five five minutes well, ago. Well, his sister got turned. Yeah, I mean that's got, pretty. It is. It's his traumatic sister point. got turned, and then his buddy's girlfriend. They he watched get dismembered. Yep. Yep. And then buried while still twitching. I think. I think at this yeah, point can't we're nitpicking all. just to nitpick. That's what we got to do. No, that's what we got to do. There are things to nitpick for because especially for something that we all pretty much universally enjoy. <laughs> The thing that gets me is that once the the deadites start, there is no end to screaming and yelling and grunt. This is like a movie that if you watch it at a certain point, you may get a headache just because it's so yeah. loud. Katie had to work when I was watching it, and there were a couple of points where I was like, should I should I turn this down? Like, I don't I don't I don't know. And then you turn it down, and the next thing you see are the bad wigs. And then you're like, oh, come on. 
It's like they everybody shared the same wig, or there were two wigs that got shared. They only had so much money. We, wigs are expensive. They all stayed in the same cabin during filming and went crazy and started having arguments. I do like that they tried to make boxes on the roof to house the cinema lights. And it's like, no, you got big cinema lights yep. on that yep. place. <laughs> You can't hide <laughs> those that. Those floodlights are awfully bright. I know. Those those outdoor scenes, I was giggling. And then also the same with uh, where she wanders out into the woods. That's a pretty damn bright light out in the middle of the woods randomly as she runs. <laughs> I appreciate a uh, horror movie that actually lets me see what the hell is going on when it wants. <laughs> a lot of uh, horror movies just mask their, movie, their uh, stuff in pure darkness. And I have a hard time seeing that shit. I mean, that's obviously the point of it, but mm. it's really annoying. Yeah, for sure. More than scary. I'm like, what's going on? Well, I don't know. I guess I'll look at my phone for a bit because I can't see the TV anyway. Whereas this one actually, you know, you can see what's going on and you can, they leave it to your imagination as to why it's scary because there's something's chasing you don't know what. They just, they purposely don't show you what you're not supposed to see versus just obscuring it in darkness. Yes, that's a good way to put it for sure. Now, if they could remember to pull focus correctly and light. <laughs> bah! Budgetary restraints. 1981. That was on purpose. <laughs> they couldn't reshoot. Fucking film is expensive. They did do some reshoots. But luckily, it was only with what? Ash. Bruce Campbell is the only one who stuck around, like I said. So, for all the pickup work and everything else and the producing afterwards, he's the only one that would stay around because he's his friend. Huh. Well, yeah, a lot of the Deadite shots are not the same actors. Yeah. Say what? That's why at the end you see a whole page of credits called Fake Shemps. Those. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the people that stood in for other people. I'm I'm pretty damn sure. That's awesome. I didn't catch that. That's awesome. That's really funny. I like it. So let's talk about reboot. I haven't seen it. It is so good. Is it? The 20... 20- okay, I walked into the 2013 reboot angry and disgruntled because that's how I am anytime they reboot anything. Mm-hmm. It is not a reboot reboot. It is a soft reboot that stays in-universe with a very surprise ending that makes you giggle and go, Oh boy, I can't wait. But then nothing ever came of it. The movie uses no CGI. Mm. It uses all practical effects. And it is so damn good. Oh my god. I it's... didn't even know it existed until I started looking for the trailer. I saw I saw that they were, re- they were rebooting it. And I'm like, well, I don't care. Like, you guys need to leave a movie like that alone. And then I never went, I never went back and saw it. So now I'm going to have to. No, likewise. I was, I was livid and salty about it. And I'm trying my hardest not to spoil the ending. But the ending keeps the movie in-universe... And the ending, like, just, I mean, it's not, you don't get a special cameo or anything fun at the end. You get, like, a line of dialogue and that's it. But it's enough to make your mouth, like, involuntarily crack a smile and get excited. I just saw a thumbnail from the movie and it it did that to to me. (laughs) Just made me chuckle to myself. There's, There's good stuff in the movie. Like, there's iconic, okay, so the thing that I can say about Evil Dead as well is there's a lot of shots in this movie that you could take and pull them out and absolutely say that that's one of the most iconic shots in horror history like let's talk the damn poster the poster for the evil dead is hands down one of the most iconic pieces of marketing material that has ever come out of a out of a horror movie hands down that is everywhere people have parodied that people have used that in so many other ways just that that sideways tilt of her coming out of the ground halfway with a zombified arm up around her throat. That is one of the most freaking iconic pictures associated with any horror film I could possibly conjure. So there are shots like that Mm -hmm. in this movie, and then same with the remake. In 2013, 
there are some pretty incredible shots in that film, especially knowing that all the all the, the effects work are um, practical versus CGI. There's a scene where it rains blood. That is one of the coolest freaking scenes I've ever seen. The movie has a lot of style to it. And while it is a reboot, and I walked into it with that same angry, disgruntled face saying, I don't want to watch this. Why the hell am I watching this? I actually left happy threw it on the shelf and then started like spreading the joy talking to everybody I could about how good it was. (laughs) And that's what makes me sad because they planned on going off of that and then nothing happened. And then all of a sudden Ash versus evil dead got announced and it's like, Oh, I guess the sequel's not going to happen anymore. And now of course that Ash versus evil dead got canceled. I think Bruce just got annoyed and said, I'm done playing the character. So it could be. Did he he say that? He has retired Ash. Okay. Uh, I wish that they could just squeeze, like, Sam and him have enough money, they could squeeze one last movie that they don't expect to make any, but it would, make money, and just finish the story. I agree. I agree. Uh, Sam wants to do another Evil Dead movie, despite Bruce being retired, but we'll have to see what happens, I guess, because he was pretty adamant about that. He announced in 2018 that he's done playing ash and that he thinks that a a younger actor should pick up the role yeah you know how many people have said they're done playing a role and end up showing up one last time there's a possibility he'll show back up yeah maybe the amount of blood he was covered with (laughs) blood and gore and disgustingness in the tv show yeah it's it makes for a very difficult thing difficult for you to actually want to go back to do that especially when you don't need the money it's it's funny you just said that too because i just stopped reading an article on the line where sam says no he's tired of me throwing blood on him 40 years of bruce and those sticky syrup shirts he wants to work again but just doesn't want to play that role right now yeah (laughs) that's awesome so give bruce another like two or three years of not playing ash and then have sam be like hey you want to you want to wrap the story up we'll only use 200,000 yeah. gallons of fake blood. <laughs> and it, it's one of those things. You just got to give it time for the uh, trauma, for the actual trauma, the, the actual pain of going through it to become more of a, oh, remember when this happened? Yeah, I guess that was, it was not fun, but it's yeah, like you remember it less bad as it actually was. And then you might uh, see him come back. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see him wrap it up. For you guys who haven't seen 2013, the re- reboot, it wasn't a remake, it was a soft reboot. It's so freaking good. I do. I do. Oh. I thoroughly it. enjoyed it enough to actually own it. And yeah, like. Who made it? Because we might be able to do something uh, with that. Sam Raimi. Like, he was, was, he was on board, but he, he, didn't, he didn't direct it. Um, Director is Fed Alvarez. Yes, that sounds right. Screenplay by Roto Saiguez. And it was uh, it was TriStar <laughs> in association with Ghost House Pictures. Wait a minute. I just looked at the cast for the 23, the 2013, 2013 movie. No, don't. <laughs> ah, I think I ruined something for I myself. Don't look at the cast. What? Don't look at the cast. I won't. I can't. I'm looking at the cast. I don't know why I'm not supposed to look at it. No. Oh. Don't, don't look at it. Anyway. Uh I don't know who any of these people are except for one of them, and we stop looking. Then (laughs) you're not going to recognize any of them. Okay. And as for Ash versus the Evil Dead, I thought it started kind of slow. Yeah, well, it does. Yeah. But once they they got out of the superstore, I think it it started to find itself, and then now season two is just so much fun. It is. I I would agree that the first season was not finished with it yet, but. I think I ended around season two. I don't recall finishing the series because once it got canceled, I got pissed off and stopped watching it. This is kind of like an immediate. Makes sense. This is kind of like an immediate. Well, I'm done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so out of anger. I now want a puppet Ash because of oh, that show. for sure. 
For sure. So funny. Puppet Oh, you got to see Okay, I guess I'm going to have to watch this yep. show. Yeah. It's no, the TV show is, is very good. It, it's disappointing. Like I said, end. it takes a little bit to get into the new vibe of the show, and I think the show had to grow into itself a little bit. But once it did, yeah, it got real good. And I have to admit that the canceling of that show also made me salty for another reason. Because once that show got canceled, I guess that was all the uh, oomph that they needed to cancel Stan versus Evil or Stan against Evil, and that was a parody show nah. of this. I freaking love that show. So I lost two of my favorite shows within a year of each other Sorry. Uh, i didn't have anything to do with it but i'm you know we're raised I, this way we're sorry thank, thank you i accept your apology <laughs> but yeah i mean the show did well it's just it was on the wrong platform not everybody had stars and i wasn't the only one who asked how the hell do i watch this i saw that echoed online mm-hmm. i heard that echoed from friends i heard people talk about it and then other people ask oh well i'd love to watch that but i can't there was a really interesting way to present that show and that wasn't the right way to do it and then with the 2013 sequel it is surprising that we never got a sequel off that film considering the fact that it actually did very well it got pretty good critical reviews and on top of that it had a budget of 17 million and it went on to make about 97 98 million so the fans were there the reviews were there i'm just i'm not sure why nothing came of that probably have the tv show to thank for that but oh like you guys said i'd love to see one last film wrap it all together 100 percent, no questions asked i would uh i wouldn't go to the theater right now but we can use this time to rest and recuperate our bruce campbell and he can go and do what he needs to do to get ready to do it again and then when we're all ready to be in a enclosed space to watch a film together a midnight showing of the film that wraps up the whole evil dead series would be awesome i agree oh So, there is a new film in development, actually. Bruce Campbell will be serving as producer, but he will not be the star of the film due to his retirement as the role of Ash. Campbell revealed that Lee Cronin was handpicked by Raimi to write and direct their movie, which is going to be called The Evil Dead Rise. So, Evil Dead Rise is the most up-to-date information we have on a sequel okay here's here's my take on this if they are colliding the two storylines that is their best benefit or their best way to keep it going and relieve the role of bruce campbell as ash williams because you can do a handoff you can do a, a a death and you can keep it going and it can be a totally different style too it doesn't have to be the camp that comes with ash williams Ashy slashy. <laughs> and I'd still like to see a sarcastic hero uh, killing zombos, but I'd also like to see a little bit more update in the... Uh, I haven't seen the most recent movie or the most recent TV show. Uh, I intend on getting around to it, but sarcastic hero, kill zombos, a little bit more updated action slash violent. The original Evil Dead is pretty freaking violent. Yeah, I assume it is given the amount I've heard about people saying how much blood is in the TV show, which certainly makes me want to go and watch it. Oh, man. Anyway, honestly, I don't even care if they... uh, Bruce Campbell's great. I love Bruce Campbell. But if they want to recast Ash as somebody recent, uh, younger, newer... They they could do it, and I'd be probably would be fine with it because I don't really have a strong connection to this movie series. See, and, and even having speaking on the side of having a strong connection to the series, I kind of am at the point where I'd agree with you because while I can't imagine anybody else in that role, I can't imagine anybody else being not Ash. Right? It's more so along the lines that I'd rather. I mean, I felt like we got a gift 
with him being able to be part of uh, the TV series. So we got we got a little bit extra that we didn't expect to get. So I'm, I'm yeah. thankful mm-hmm. for that, at least. We got to see three seasons of Bruce Campbell being Ash again after how many years. It was awesome they got to do the role one last time. So kind of can't complain that yeah, he's not going to totally. be it again. But he's Hefe, and he's going to save the world from the Deadites. How can you take a character that has been designated the savior of the world and then pass that role to someone else. I can only imagine that they take the angle of some weird magic makes him younger again. Or changes his gender. Or... Both? Whatever. Or both. Because that would be great. Depending on how they would exercise it, might turn out a little bit weird, but that would be a way through and keep him being the jefe, keep him being the savior of the world blah 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 and not having to kill him off and replace him with someone else because then we'd be like you lied to us tv series (laughs) yeah you know you know what's frustrating too so i I found the reason why stars canceled the show and i never actually knew this i never looked into this i just i didn't bother after i heard the news it was canceled stars (laughs) gave netflix the ability to also have the show so they they eventually realized their mistake that they had the show on stars platform and people weren't watching it in real time enough so by season three they allowed season three to also be on netflix simultaneously right well they Uh-oh. they didn't want to have to wait for the viewership numbers from netflix and to rely on that from netflix so instead of depending on netflix influences they started seeing the numbers slightly declining or starting to decline steadily on the stars half for real-time broadcast so they just said well screw it we're done that is frustrating when you take a show that you don't think is doing well enough for yourself but is probably the reason why you got people coming to your platform and you put it on the most popular streaming platform you're going to see your numbers dip because people aren't going to pay twice for it exactly exactly and it's a little bit silly that not that they would let netflix do that i'm wondering if there was some sort of monetary compensation for that there must have been however really wish more streaming platforms would get on board doing that or that netflix would stop being such dickholes about uh canceling shows that you really enjoy just because they don't see the sort of online engagement or numbers netflix is really harsh harsh to their i actually just read an article about that uh last week because i I realized that glow got canceled and i I flipped into a a rage yep (laughs) and uh I read this article that talked about that in depth about how they have an issue with their own programming and the fact that they can't let anything grow they will not let shows grow into figuring themselves out if they don't perform in season one, which is stupid because it's contradictory to how Stranger Things really kind of took off and how they allowed that show to continue on. They keep on having all this original programming, 20, 30 new shows a year, whatever it might be, and then canceling more than half of them Sometimes even before the show finishes airing its first season. It's ridiculous. They're the new Fox. They are the new Fox. They kind of have become that, haven't they? Well, on the terms of yeah. Evil Dead. We have, we have veered very far. <laughs> what? No. We just took our eyes off the road. It's okay. Does the movie hold up? I would say absolutely. Coming into it completely new and having not seen it. I think I would have been in the same mindset that I was in the first time I saw it. Is this a horror? Is this a comedy? What the hell am I watching? Okay, well, gee, I, I wow, it's stuck in my head. I don't know why. It's a niche movie made for a niche audience. If somebody were to go into it today expecting a polished movie, they would probably be sorely oh, disappointed. Yeah. But I yeah. think back in the 80s it was probably the same thing it's gonna hold up as much as any ninety thousand dollar movie can hold up (laughs) 
And that's where I can super respect this movie, even though it didn't really do much for me. Yeah, I don't think if I uh, had seen Army of Darkness and then been interested in what came before it, I don't think I would have made it past the If I seen one. Army of Darkness I first, I would not have, like, it was all right. not have enjoyed this, enjoyed this series nearly as much as I do. Well, when you watch Army of Darkness first and then you go back and watch The Evil Dead, it is definitely... Uh, kicking the pants of what you're of subverting expectations. <laughs> yeah. But then you're like, well, now I got to see what happens in two because this one, they burned the book. What's going on? Yeah. And th- then it comes back in alternate uh, twice the size. Because here's, my, here's the theory. Uh, Bruce didn't die at the end or Ash Williams didn't die. It gave one last push because it, it, it wasn't fully manifested anymore. It's like, nope, we need to try this again. And like shoved him through like into a different, you know, reality of where he's coming back to the cabin again. So every, every movie happens exactly right before the, the next one. So as when he's like, ah, he puts up his hands and the first movie ends cut right to the car or whatever the very first scene is of evil dead two. There's oh, interesting. No time passing. He's caught in a time loop. Because, yeah, it's because it it's like, no, you're not going to shut us down. We're going to keep this going. We will get out. Even though they complained about being woken up in the movie. Like, why would you wake us up? Now we're just going to kill you because you woke us up. And then it draws the question of, well, then why were they making noises before they even made it to the cabin? And why was there the possibility that the car got a pull to the side? And we got the kind of wink and nod that Ash has something to do with this at the beginning of the movie. Like I said, there's a lot of nuance to this entire series. I think it holds up for, uh, like he's, like Ken said, a niche community. If you came in with just, oh, I'm going to watch this Evil Dead movie. People would like it. People would get turned off by it for sure. But I think it's an interesting series to follow. For sure. Yeah. Well, that was The Evil Dead Rewound and Rebooted. If you could like, rate, review, comment, even subscribe... Maybe even share the episodes with others, your friends, your lovers, your deadite sisters who also like movies from the 80s and 90s. That would be great. So up next, we will be watching as our last film for the spooktacular October. It will be... Invasion of the Body Snatcher. The 1978 edition. So come back in two weeks when we rewind and reboot again! Yay!